0: The bike talk it is april 24th saturday morning and we are in the studio we have andy lika from blessing of the bikes on the line we also have avram who i know from Toe. hi avram
1: how you doing how's everyone good morning
0: avram's an avid biker yes
1: i am i also a caterer too a cyclist caterer on um Alaba. you may have heard of us some vegan soy chorizo tacos the bomb
0: okay so we'll talk to you more in a minute but we got andy lika of blessing on the bikes on the line hello andy howdy how are you doing? Can you tell us about uh, the Blessing of the Bikes?
2: Sure, the Blessing of the Bicycles. This is going to be the seventh annual Blessing of the Bicycles at Good Samaritan Hospital, and it's going to be on May 18th uh, from 8 to 9.30. And uh, it's the seventh annual. It's an absolute blast that uh, we have everybody join in. And we have, uh, it's, although it's non-denominational, it's uh, really kind of all-denominational. We have a uh, Catholic priest, Episcopalian reverend, an imam, a rabbi, and a Buddhist monk, usually. And uh, wow. it's just a fun event right in front of the hospital. We've had it uh, each year. We give the Golden Spoke Award for uh, the person who has just really reached out and kind of followed what our vision in it is, and that is really to uh, create a world in which everybody can enjoy the pleasure and safety of a bike ride fairly simple. So uh, Mayor Mayor Reardon, past Mayor Reardon, received it, uh, Councilman Tom LaBonge, and this year, uh, Mary Stone, who was the prosecutor of the case that took place in Mandeville Canyon with the uh, physician, Dr. Thompson, I think is his name, who uh, injured the two uh, cyclists, seriously injured them, and She has really stepped forward with a volunteer team to again set the tone uh, to take care of cyclists. How
0: did this event start, and how did it come to Good Samaritan Hospital?
2: Well, we, um, you know, one day at my office, I'm president and CEO of Good Samaritan Hospital, and uh, as in my office, and I read the paper that they had the blessing of the animals, and so um, I figured I'd do it just one step better: bless bicycles, and. uh, Have a fun time at it. So even though it has a serious side to it, that there are roughly, I think in 2007, there were 698 bicyclists that died in traffic crashes and more than half a million uh, bicyclists who visit the emergency room, including ours. Um, I wanted to recognize that fact, but also have things like a bicycle tune-up, and we have the Metro out there, um, REI, and other folks that support bicycling, The LA County Bicycle Coalition. We have, uh, of course, always the um, downtown um, messengers, which uh, need a lot of protection, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, we've seen a number of them not only in our emergency room, but I followed them through the years and helped them out. They've even had uh, their babies up in our OB department. Mm -hmm. We'll have the uh, police department there. We have bicycle clubs that. Uh, Come in. Hopefully, LaGrange Bicycle Club comes in because the cyclists, one of them at least, belong to that cycling club. People throughout the community. And we have um, a lot of kids that come in for a bicycle tune-up and so forth to ensure, you know, safety. We check, you know, oftentimes kids don't have their helmets adjusted properly. So we just kind of step in, and, uh, you know, I give that uh, year's guarantee that if you don't get your best bicycle blessed, well, don't come crying to me because, uh, It'll be good for a year. <laughs> so, so at least once a year, we can get all these services at the a- hospital. Absolutely, absolutely. It's our seventh annual. If you show up there early, you're one of the early ones. We have really cool, cool pins. They're an angel riding a bicycle, and we also have uh, t-shirts. Uh, wonderful t-shirt, t-shirts. This year, we change them each year. This year, it shows on the left a uh, gasoline pump, and underneath it, it says crude and to the right it shows a bicycle pump, and it says Refined. Yeah, I'm, so I'm uh, looking, I'm looking yeah, it at that free. right now. Yeah. yeah, we also have, you may see we have uh, spoke cards and so forth for the cyclists. So it's just, you know, it's an hour-and-a-half event, and everybody just loves it. Uh, we've had a lot of television coverage, Channel 5, newspapers. We've had even helicopters out there from the air shooting it. So uh, we do... One, uh, what I call a victory lap or a blessing just around the block um, of the hospital uh, to kind of bless the patients inside who are sick and need healing. And it just sets the right tone and awareness. So, you know, I I just would encourage everyone to come out. Even if you say 8 o'clock, I don't wake up at that time in the morning, Mm -hmm. right? So I have to usually urge my messenger guys to get up. Come on out and have some fun and support us. Well, it is a weekday. It's a work day, so yeah, that's that's right. It is a weekday, and so um, you know, at Good Samaritan Hospital, I just I really support our employees. We have about fifteen hundred and forty-three employees, and uh, we reimburse them each month. We uh, give them a, a little stipend if they ride their bicycles wow. to work. I do, and a lot of my friends uh, at work do. So you know, employers. This is one of those things, uh, you know, try to give them even at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock to 9.30, we try to have it early in the morning. Some people can't ride in, so they actually bring their bicycle in with them in their car to work just to get it blessed. Either way is okay with us. We take one, we take all.
0: That's fantastic. Here, my uh, co-host for the day, Avram, wants to ask you a question, okay?
2: Sure. Sure. Hi, Uh,
1: good morning. Um, My question was, basically, as far as you mentioned uh, Channel 5 News or the channel or whatnot, can you give us more of an idea of how the city is reacting or how they're supporting the the um, bicycle culture in Los Angeles as far as promoting more safety, um, whether it's street
2: signs, um, more media coverage on television, anything like that? Yeah, there's a bike plan out. And, you know, the people who have really tried to work together with the city, is, as far as I know, there may be more, but one group is, of course, the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. You know, having said that, you know, we want to promote a bike culture, you know, that's safe and it's inviting for folks. On the other hand, you know, I, I, I ride in. I, uh, I live up in La Cunada and I ride into uh, downtown Los Angeles, you know, two to three times a week. And I can tell you that the roads are in just absolutely terrible condition, uh, you know, the potholes and everything else. And yet I recognize that uh, the mayor and, and other officials, they have a tight budget crunch upon them. You know, I, I recognize that. Yet um, I've seen a lot of these potholes, you know, and I've called in on the 311 line and all, but I've seen a lot of these potholes that have been there for well over a year, and they're deep. And, you know, for a car to run over them, you'll get, you know, a little misalignment for a bicycle to hit them. Uh, you'll flip right out of these holes because many of them are four inches or more deeper. They're long. If you're riding in in the morning and it's, you know, it's daylight savings time, if you have to get up early, it's dark. Even with a light, if you hit one of these things, I'm telling you, I have taco to rim. Um, and I've, you know, thrown water bottles out just this last week Um you know, throwing water bottle out on uh, Verdugo Boulevard, coming in, and also, there's a if there's construction, I would just urge people that do the trenching for plumbing underneath or for electrical underneath, you've got to fill the hole back up to the level of the street. You can't leave it, you know, uh, four inches deep on Lucas at Fifth Street. I called in this week. That one alone. I mean, it's just when you hit those things, they'll bounce you right off your bike. You'll crash. So. You know, we, we need to do more as bicyclists to work with city officials to try to take care of these really dangerous situations on the streets.
0: Well, thank you so much, Andy, and it's really great to hear all the stuff you're doing. I did not know you were doing all that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, please come out again May 18th, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning in front of Good Samaritan Hospital on Wilshire and Whitmer in downtown Los Angeles, and uh, I'll take care of you. I'll get you blessed. Right, great. Thanks a lot. I will. Okay.
0: Alright. Take, care. Take Bye care. Bye-bye. Well I didn't know about that, did
1: you? No, I didn't.
0: He oh, is doing a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm um, impressed. CEO, good Samaritan.
0: Yeah, you know? CEO, fifteen hundred employees, uh, and he sounds like he really knows he's really knows biking. Yeah. I mean he's talking about tacoing a wheel. I mean he's got Yeah
1: when he said that I was like, Oh man, he's into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so mm-hmm. Tell me, Avram, about your business. Um,
1: Well, it's been in effect for about, uh, I don't know, I'd say six months and just, you know, trying to keep it, keep it more consistent. Uh, You know, there's uh, quite a few, it's, it's a bit of a idealist kind of business thing. I'm trying to organize it as a cooperative and legitimize it, um, the product uh, I make from scratch, so it's like you can't find it in your local markets. There's similar um, products, um, but uh, in any case, mine mine is unique because I make it myself. And Des- it,
0: describe it. Can you describe it? Well,
1: it's chorizo de soya. Mm-hmm. Um, it's soybean texturized vegetable protein, mm-hmm. and it's just seasoned up to taste like the, um, like chorizo. Um, you know, I'm put, a. Tortilla. I've seen
0: you at events Yeah. with your whole setup. You got the, what is that?
1: Um, well, it's pretty basic. It's really simple. It's like, kind of like, uh, so I, I was using a, um, backpackers, um, grill, uh, camping grill, uh, which is a small, uh, propane cylinder and, you know, just kind of put it in my bag or, you know, I have a large, uh, bag or a trailer the trailer is much more pleasant. Um, and just go out right now i 'm just taking care of like venues and events of that sort. Um, you know I try and stay off the off the streets um, because uh, i don 't want to deal with the city hounding me mm-hmm. but um things things have been great uh we 're trying to you know i 'm trying to get more people uh interested in uh, influencing them with uh, organizing with me where um, I want to push for a more cooperative um, uh, business structure amongst uh, mm-hmm. community advocates, mm-hmm. so that I just really feel that this would give a, a further push to um, to bring about sustainability to low income communities or whatnot, mm-hmm. creating jobs for them instead of just like you know yelling at the city hall or whatnot mm-hmm. and telling them like where's our jobs. Right. Just Making start jobs. creating our own. You know.
0: So – and what about uh, the capitalist model? Do you have any problems with that?
1: Um, well, you know, I, I do. I don't like the, the hierarchy. I personally um, don't like it. I, every time I get a job, a, a, a regular job or whatever where I pay taxes and stuff, I always go home feeling ripped off, mm-hmm. you know, um, all the taxes they take. Um on top of that, dealing with managers and supervisors, always hounding you pushing you more and more to push product um, you know and then you 're just has a as a general employee you 're dispensable without you know and, and be the one that really gets me is that you have these corporate companies that are billion dollar companies like you know fast food chains and and etc and you know none of these they're billion-dollar companies, and none of them really offer you a full-time part in 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 your um, job position, you know. And the mm-hmm. and everyone, I, most people, I think, are familiar with the catch is that they don't want to pay for benefits, and be once you become a full-time employee, that's that's what you get. You, you're supposed to get health benefits, so they they don't want to give you that, you know. And these are companies that are way wealthy, should be able to do it, should be obligated to do it, but. In since that's a whole other community advocacy that I'm not familiar with and don't really understand why no one's really on that. But, anyways, yeah, so the way I'm trying to do it cooperatively is just trying to bring about inequality amongst different uh, trades. You mean uh, within,
0: within an um, employer employee relationship? Or?
1: Um, yeah, just kind of like uh, going for whether it's anything from construction to, you know, a uh, small little taco truck um, from anything, just to organizing the, the, the company cooperatively in a sense of, like, you know, the manager, the supervisor, I mean, in my book, I, people have expressed that it would be difficult to get a manager or supervisor or something that would take less or take about the same pay as the actual construction worker. But the way I see it, you know, those are the people that are doing the work. They're, you know, they're doing the work, but because they went to school for four years or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, got a little roach kicking it on my sunglasses. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's too bright out it here. Um, yeah, that's pretty gross, it's okay it happens we all have little critter friends hanging around um yeah you know I, I just really feel that that the worker's not really um being appreciated as they should be Uh you know they work in the overtime you know i think psych- psychologically like in traditionally the the worker the employee has has neglected himself in accepting the way it is you know um the way it is now, you know, I remember when I was really into the workforce or whatnot, um, you know, I'd get excited because they were offering us overtime. You know, I was like, oh, you know, my my rate right and a half like great. But then now, like, you know, with the consciousness that I have now, I'm like, do I want to do that? Do I really care to do that? That's more of my life that I have to be somewhere that i'd rather be elsewhere you know I, I enjoy my life enjoying the sunlight whatever enjoying my children all well, that well and
0: know. so now you you're doing something that i would guess you actually do enjoy
1: yes i do enjoy it i do enjoy it very much um you know I, i'm 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 excited about it mm-hmm. and you know i kind of already foreseen I, oftentimes i catch myself daydreaming uh um you know, seeing my product, I like farmers, local farmers markets or, you know, it's, it's all vegan. So like, that's the great part. It's, um, you know, a- anyone can enjoy it. And you make it. Yes, I make it.
0: So how do you make it?
1: Well, that's a secret. Is it? <laughs> um, I well, no, I mean, it's, it's really simple. It's just, you know, simple seasonings, um, Really basic seasonings and stuff, and um, I soak the the soy protein because it comes uh, dry. So I, I soak it, and I take the water out. Um, you know, I squeeze the water out, and then I just season it up. The seasoning is pretty basic, um, because of corporate genre or whatnot. I'd rather keep the ingredients to myself, just in case, like later on when I become infamous the infamous (laughs) taco dude they don't try and hound me saying that i'm making their own product so i i I need a further um look and research like you know how to um market my product or whatnot
0: um so what kind of do you go to rides
1: um no uh, i have a a a friend of mine um that's with toe donnie pepper he he does grilled cheese uh sandwiches and he's usually handles rides yeah um those are good. Yeah, they are really good. I really enjoyed them. And um yeah, I, I, the reason why I don't really cover rides is my my trailer's not really set up to to do it. And rides are so quick that I have very, you know, I have the garnishment. So I have all these little containers that I have to carry around, but um it's something that I, that I should be doing um, that I, I will be doing. I just need to set up my trailer to make it a little bit more uh, convenient for me.
0: And um, yeah, but you are kind of in the bike scene.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm in the bike scene in the sense of, you know, uh, when I get the chance, cause this I'm doing this as a livelihood. This isn't a, like a hobby or a part-time gig. This, this is, um, something I'm trying to make a living out of. Um, you know, it's not making me know thousands or anything like that, but it's making me enough to, to, um, get by. And so I just you know I try and work as much as I can. Um, as far as a bike scene, like you know, I I my bike is everything. My bike is my car. My bike is my livelihood right now. Also, so,
0: I'm sorry about the cockroaches in here, man.
3: <laughs> hey, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I'm really whatever. gross.
0: Um. So uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, at what point do you start getting the little grades? What do you mean? A you know the city rates. oh this. the
1: city rates well um that i'm not sure of um i i am looking for legal purposes i'm looking to get me a business license um i think right now it's just going to be a business license in the, in the sense of you know ch- um being able to prove that i have a business license and i'm self-employed um as far as getting a, an actual like uh catering license or whatnot <laughs> i um yeah, I I just you know that's something further that I need to look into so that I don't get harassed.
0: Well, we can return to that. Okay, uh, we got Arisha on the phone from the LACBC. Cool. Hey, Arisha, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. We're talking to Aram. He runs a uh, sort of a bike-related uh, soy soy reso catering business. Oh, cool. So, what's going on this week? Lots of stuff. Yeah.
4: We oh. have um, the bicycle awareness ad contest. Oh,
0: really? What's that?
4: Which is a, a partnership with Midnight Riders and um, the City of LA, as well as Jeff McFetrich, who's going to be designing them. Mm. So that and Truesdell did an article about that um, yesterday. So that's exciting. And then there are two city council meetings next week that are important, and um, an update on the ten percent for local
0: returns. So pretty cool. Start with the. Uh just real quick, the ad for the bikes—the ad bikes. So regular people design ads and submit them.
4: Yes. So um, the deal with the bicycle awareness ad contest is that um, you know, C B C working with the Met Riders and the city, we're presenting um, LA's first official street-level bike safety campaign, mm-hmm. and um, we're kicking this off with a slogan contest. Mm-hmm. And what this means is um, is that people are asked to submit their slogan. Um, in order to sort of aim at drivers to become more aware of um, the fact that cyclists are on our streets and that they start, n- we need to start um, sharing the road with them. And so we've been working with the City of L.A. and LAPD to produce this safety ad campaign, and we have ad spaces in bus shelters and public amenity kiosks. Um, and then the winning yeah. slogan, will have their um, slogan transformed into design by Jeff McFetridge, who is a very famous, internationally acclaimed graphic designer and visual artist who happens to also be an L.A. cyclist. So um, an Orange 20, as awesome as they are, is going to donate um, a prize to the winner as well.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. How are you promoting this? You you said uh, at bus shelters and things?
5: Did you say Uh, that? Or is that my imagination?
4: The poster is going to be seen throughout L.A. on bus shelters and kiosks. Um, we're doing this contest, we're promoting it through, you know, different listservs and Midnight Riders.
0: And, and the Midnight Riders website, of course.
4: Yes, yes. Midnight Riders, blogs, um, personal emails, pass this on to anyone. This this is not like you don't have to be a cyclist in order to participate.
0: And um what's the prize and how long is the how long is it? Yeah. It
4: goes till May fifth, and the prize is um, something from Orange 20. I'm not exactly sure.
0: Well, and and one. I mean, like, how long is it? A minute thing, or is it like a two-minute thing, or?
4: Um, it's not a PSA. It's an it's a visual ad, so it needs to be like you know under ten words.
0: Oh, and what's the website again?
4: You can go um, to la-bike.org/slogan-contest.
0: Okay, la-bike.org
4: slash slogan dash contest. Okay, great. Slash.
0: And now tell me about these uh, city council meetings if you could.
4: Okay, so in follow-up of um, earlier this week there was a meeting um, at the Joint Budget Public Works Transportation Committee meeting um, and they were talking about approving the recommendations for the 10% set aside in the Measure R local returns. And uh, a lot of people showed up and luckily, you know, with, with that support, as well as the support from council members, some council members, as well as the mayor and DOT, we were actually able to get the motion passed, which is a really huge step forward. And so there was going to be follow-up with that now at full city council. Um, where we'll hopefully get full approval, final approval for the ten percent set aside for bikes and pets, which would be fantastic, and would mean that we would have six point two million dollars for bikes and pets improvements in um, wow. the next year. The one, the one thing that we're sort of bummed about is that Parks and Smith, who were, you know, talking sort of against this and wanted it to be limited, um, so they they want up to ten percent, but it did go through ten percent the Rosendahl in order to accommodate their needs. Did say that we needed to, you know, spend spend this, see how we're going to spend this in the first year, and then go from there as far as, as that. So, LACBC and other advocates are working really hard to make sure that that list of priorities goes out and that we see some, you know, action taken on this money within the next year if it gets, you know, approved through uh, city council, full city council
0: so on that's Wednesday. M- that's this Wednesday?
4: The meeting's Wednesday, April 28th. Um, I think it's at 10 a.m. at City Hall. Uh-huh in room 340.
0: And does it help to have people come?
4: Yes.
0: Okay, well, let's hope that people, we
4: lots of people. make
0: it out. How are you, uh, you, you hitting the lists and like Midnight Riders and stuff to get people out there?
4: Yep, we're doing, you know, sending our newsletter out, sending Twitters and uh, Facebook, all, you know, Midnight Riders, everywhere.
0: You guys are doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the second meeting? There's another one?
4: Oh, and then there's the bike corral as well. Um, in northeast LA, there's um, with Cycle, um, Cycle spearheaded a campaign and LACC is working on it with them um, to uh, have bike corrals. corrals. Um, and so there's um, there's a, a, an approval as well slotted for the full city council meeting on Tuesday, April 27th at s- 10 a.m.
0: And, and just uh, bike corral is, again?
4: Bike row is like um, set aside parking, uh, bike parking area in one location. They have them in Portland and San Francisco, and it's you know it's very um, it, it's just welcoming for bikes and says bikes belong here, and it's a safe space for bikes to park their bikes.
0: Okay, and when would this meeting be?
4: This is on Tuesday, April twenty seventh, at ten a.m. at uh, City Hall, room three forty.
0: Same room. Room three forty. Is that the bike room? Say it again? Is that the room where they discuss bike issues?
4: That's the room. That's the full city council room. So they discuss lots of different things. It's just the, the biggest room they have there, I think, or one of the big ones. Well, um, and city hall meetings are fun, right? Oh, man. Woohoo! <laughs>
0: Exciting.
4: They're just great because it's really a chance for people who want to get their voice heard to come out and speak and really make a difference.
0: Okay, great. So hopefully people will go, and um, it is fun if you are into it. And what else? Is there anything else that you want
5: to... I just want to
4: remind people that, you know, uh, LA River Ride is coming up, so join up, be part of the action, um, be part of the ride. We have lots of different rides going on. There's, you know, for families all the way to people who want to ride the 100 miles. So go to our website, and you can check out, and if you register before May 15th, you get a discount, so...
0: Now's
4: the time. Okay, Website great. is uh, la-bike.org.
0: And what's the date of the river ride? June sixth. Thank you so much, Arisha. And I hope
4: you week. Sure, my pleasure. Next week. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Yeah, they do a lot. Yeah, they do. That's a lot. That's what? the LA um, Bicycle Coalition. Yeah, speaking to?
0: yeah. It's like our version of New York's transportation uh, alternatives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're very on it on everything.
1: Yeah, I get. Um, I'm on one of their lists. They're co- they're constant in, in in big ways. Yeah, seriously. So, what were we talking about? Um, uh, cooperative uh, business structures. Um, yeah, so. Anyways, um, the tacos are bomb. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, we're also working um, on opening up the the menu as far as like we've had um, some um, ve- uh, vegan uh, chili bean and cheese, mm-hmm. which were really great. I'm trying to figure out how I can cater that on my buy trailer because at uh, one time um, they moved on to to other things. They got busy with with work. They went and got like these other jobs or whatnot. And um but anyways uh, there was a vehicle for a little while where we were able to cater in that sense but um so we had that the chili beans and uh vegan cheese which were really tasty I'm going to try and do that again on the trailer we want to do the um you know the elote the elote on the, sh- on, the sh- on the streets like you see the people um, yeah, selling yeah. the, the, the corn, corn on the cod uh-huh. with the mayonnaise. Yeah, in. yeah, that's great. So we're going to look into doing that also and just oh, making cool. it vegan, though. Uh-huh. We're using vegan and. Oh, uh-huh, um, great. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a menu that you might not Who's get. Who's we? Um, we? Well, that's a good question. Who's we? <laughs> um, well, it varies. There's people that, you know, they they show their interest. They're around. They come around when they want to and stuff. Um, yeah, it's you know it does get a little bit under my nail, but what can you do, right? Um, you know I'm I'm just i I appreciate that their their willingness to say the least. Uh, so, but it's just a few individuals, uh, and you know um, we try and get out there and cover more ground and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. basically it. Um, Alabama is very conspiracy orientated. No. <laughs> kidding um it's just uh yeah just a few of us um i don't know if they really care to say their names maybe one day we'll i'll invite the whole crew and see if they want to give their two cents that's
0: cool well let me invite anybody who's listening to call in we our big listeners are um podcasts we have over twelve thousand listeners on kpfk's podcast which is why we're very thankful for kpfk kpfk is great um, right now we have just a few listeners, but if anybody wants to call in, the number is two one three two five two zero nine nine eight. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can always call in only during Saturday shows, ten a.m. to noon, on killrated.org. Okay, so how do bikes fit into your whole? Uh, what's your what's your bike plan as far as the, the my, food and the bikes?
1: My bike plan is well, it's you know um, a catering service that my goal as far as, um, you know, the initial startup was on my bike and a bike trailer. And so I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see other individuals that think, you know, it is fun. Um, it's challenging cause, uh, you know, depending on your recipe, depending on your product that you hold, it's some weight on there. Sometimes I ride around with my trailer weighing, you know, about 60, 70 pounds, uh, maybe even a little bit more, um, but uh, you know, I recommend a geared bike. Uh um, my friend of mine was saying, "Oh, I, I think I can do it on my fixie." Uh, I was like, "I don't know, dude. It's, really, it's demanding, but um so um yeah, you know, catering the Los Angeles area and uh and just making it happen in in that sense and from there, you know, I'd, you know, I mean, we have uh, long-term goals of uh getting a location and having some sort of a, uh, you know, diner kind of set up and um, continuing with the catering. Talked to a couple other individuals and um, some do photography and others do bakery, um, some baked goods and uh, we were thinking of doing another catering service in that sense of like maybe even getting into doing uh, birthday parties, uh, quinceaneras or weddings um, and just kind of setting up a package kind of deal in the sense of um, which would be, you know, focused um on uh, people that really support vegetarianism or veganism more than more um and yeah so i mean there's there's a right now it's all in the woodwork so you know it's all kind of up in the air but for sure the bicycles catering is is happening it's you know i don't see it going away um
0: yeah well because it seems like there's a real connection between food and biking because it's like food is the the gas of the bike.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um man, i couldn't tell you how many times I'd you know, I'd go and I'd see uh Mr. Pepper out there with his grilled cheese sandwiches and he's just like you know, he's like a like a DJ or something, you know, just uh. on the table, like his hands are constantly moving and um Flipping sandwiches yeah, yeah they i and you know same. i really need to get myself out there more on the on the um bike scene right now like my what i'm covering is the venues unfortunately um only because it's um
0: the venues being
1: venues like uh, art galleries uh different you know movie screens uh uh community groups that are doing uh fundraisers or, or something um of that sort And Yeah but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the Midnight Riders And everyone else Is Awaiting Making a line Waiting for my tacos To arrive <laughs> Okay At least I hope so Alright
0: well Let's take a Little you musical break uh, And if you want to call in 213 For Bike Talk
6: Say, so put your feet to the pedal and your base to the base. And everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable, you beat them on the pedal. And everybody when your body base to the treble. And everybody now, we want it anyhow. You dance for the people, them. Uh-huh. Missing this on Trinidad, spontaneous, let me go. Cause everybody want to see the new band show. The new dance. So pedal back, pedal back, pedal back, pedal back, pedal back, pedal back, pedal just like that. do what you When you talk about dance, it's not only dance hall. Cause when it comes to soca, say we can do them all. Put your mind to the test, get the stretch off your chest. And everybody do the no shame less. They no shameless. The crowd them on the side, get ready now to ride, you for the people then. I Keep your pride Don't have to tell you twice You don't know how it go Now everybody Rock or front and start Be sure What a wicked combination. Crinidad, Trinbego, everybody ride. So put your feet to the pedal and your waist to the base. And everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable, your feet them on the pedal. And everybody, when your body base to the treble. And everybody know, we went in anyhow. You dance for the people, them. Uh-huh. Messing on Trinidad, Spartanus, let me go. Cause everybody wants to see the new. Show we do it? Mood. I really feel like dancing, but I feel like dancing rude. Tonight I feel like dancing. I'm really in a dancing mood. Tonight I feel like dancing, but I feel like whining rude. Put your feet to the pedal and your waist to the waist And Everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable, get them on the pedal. When your body bears to the shovel And everybody know We went in any hole You dance for the people then Ha 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 let this on Trinidad Spontaneous, let me go Tell so <X3> everybody wanna t- see the new t- <laughs> to the pedal and your way to the base and everybody
0: let me see you start a new race. So, yeah. We yeah. are back. And, um... Hey,
1: don't. It's
0: a machine. And you asked me about the doctor in the Mandeville. It's, it's a voicemail.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to leave a voicemail. Oh, we're leaving um. a voicemail. For <laughs> hey, do for the, hey, the Piper, grilled good cheese morning. guy. Hey, give um, a radio in. call. 213-252-0998. Um, we'd like you to speak about your grilled cheese um, catering there um, to the bike events. All right, talk to you later. Bye.
0: Okay, so you asked me a question.
1: Yeah, um, I was curious as far as uh, the, the doctor that the um, Good Samaritan, geez, I forgot his name already, uh, yeah, hospital Andy Lika had mentioned. Um, what what was the 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 outcome, the conviction of that doctor? Um, I was just curious about that. I remember hearing about it when it first happened. Yeah, the, kind of the doctor you know, in the Mandeville
0: Canyon bike.
1: Yeah, that was um, pretty thing? bad.
0: Yeah. Um, so what did you hear about it? He got five years.
1: Wow, yeah. five years. Well, oh, that's not right. even
0: that much, really, when you consider he's a doctor and he intentionally.
1: Well, I'm actually that surprised to those being that he's a doctor and has the money to buy the lawyers and, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Because, you know, nowadays you can buy justice. You don't necess- They don't necessarily serve justice anymore. Right. But right here, it definitely seems like they served him some justice. I don't know. Uh-huh. Five years. It was attempted murder, right? That's Pretty much. Basically. He said he wanted
0: to teach him a lesson right after the event.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow, that guy's insane. Teach him a lesson, huh? So and he's a doctor? Man, I'd hate to be under in his knife. He's an ER knife. doctor. <laughs> You'd hate to be in it. What? I'd hate to be under his knife. Right, right, right.
0: Damn. So for those of you who don't know, he, they're in Mandeville Canyon, which I guess is somewhere by Malibu. I don't know. But um, he slammed on the brakes in front of two bicyclists because he, he wanted to teach him a lesson. And they went through the back of the, the back windshield and they lost their teeth and they cut their nose cut off or the guy who went through did and um the other guy was injured and he got five years
1: wow all right man poor poor cyclist that must have hurt ouch you see the picture right here and then kid. there was the hummer incident did you
0: hear about the hummer incident
1: no i didn't hear about that
0: one. that happened to uh somebody who came and talked about it krista carlson does the runs the valley bikery and w- that was about how this hummer basically slowly ran over some bicyclists uh, who were on a ride at like 2 a.m in hollywood and the cop was like totally unsympathetic and and the driver had threatened him with a gun he said he had a gun and the cop was like did you have a did you see the gun and they're just, like no but he said he had it and the cop was like well if i said i had a lightsaber would you believe me and the guy let the the Hummer driver go, even though somebody was injured and they crushed three bikes. Like, he he let him go with a ticket, and even though one of the passengers fled the Hummer. Wow. Anyway, it was a, it was just uh, emblematic of the relationship between bikers and the police in L.A., which is supposedly changing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely do see like, <clears throat> I don't know, in in, L- in L.A. Like, you know, I've been here for a year and a half. Um and I mean it's definitely not biker friendly. Like there's hardly any bike lanes. Um, as far as you know, um, the 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 signs of the little bike and the bike lane. They're you know when you do see them, they're you almost miss them because they're just so small and um, outside of the lanes or the highway or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And but um I definitely don't get honked a lot or anything like that but it does happen so i mean I, I i do think that you know plenty is is happening as far as drivers um appreciating or being more respectful towards um cyclists so that's cool but man yeah, that hummer thats so. really trips me out how like i mean
0: well and it's such a emblematic car too i mean it's like a hummer versus bicyclists you know it's very yeah.
1: Damn. very iconic i 'm curious about that let 's look that up i' i mean even that cop should have got like some sort of like disciplinary action i mean i don 't think he went and well they did you know the right way with that <laughs> you don 't think
0: he went quite the right way yeah no, no. no. It, it, this well we got a city council that 's really pro bike we got like mm-hmm. like at least three really pro bike city council members, oh, so yeah. they i think are really doing a good job i 'm hoping i mean not everybody would say that, but with the Getting the police department to be more aware and responsive and supposedly there there's training now for how to deal with bikes and I mean a lot of people have talked about it on the show. There's there's things that they're doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, training, huh? <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound too
1: Well, effective. I figure what is what is there to train? Hey, you hit somebody on a with the freaking car like
0: Well you, yeah, but a lot of times it's like you don't get the the same property damage from hitting a biker. You know, so that's not as big of a of a legal issue. Hello, Bike Talk. Good. It's Chicken Litter. So we got a call from Chicken Litter. Hey, Chicken Litter. Hey, what's uh, what's the topic today? Uh, we're going back and forth. Uh, right now, we're talking about uh, bicyclists versus motorists, like in accidents and uh, the police.
7: Well, department. you know, there's a there's a fine line between whether you're going to join the movement or whether you're going to be like just left behind. Um, everybody always mentions peak oil being the crux i happen to believe greed is the crux and survival and while it's not like mad max out there um i think it's only a matter of time before we see people i i, I know on a personal level when i get into a car with black woman sidekick i can i can count down how long it is before she starts uh, throwing f-bombs and, and you're going what black woman sidekick f-bombs What?" yeah it, get, it gets to that point but uh the, the share thing, I think, has been working. I don't know how well it's going to continue. Tell us about working.
0: the Sharrows. Huh? Tell us about them. The what? The Sharrows. Tell us about the Sharrows, but also um, I want to get back to um because that's one of my favorite topics.
7: Your show or my show? The Sharrows. The Sharrows. Well, it, it's funny because the Sharrows from uh, they've, they've been really slow in coming, and so there's a department of DIY that's uh, done some Sharrows around uh, – here in Highland Park, uh, near uh, a couple of the bike collectives, I know there's, there's one.
0: The Department that, of DIY, you
7: said? The, the Department of DIY. Okay. Yeah, it's a real de- department. It's, it's a real a- thing. Also, the Department of DIY enlisted, I think, and um, we're not putting names, but um, um, we'll just say his DJ name. He used to be uh, Almond Joy over at uh, the, <laughs> the uh, Kill Radio Collective. He's also gone by Tutal Tall Jamal. You know, I could continue, but I'm not going to. Okay, I think we know. We, we know who he is. And uh, he's also looked at it as a social movement. We, we saw him last, believe it or not, getting breakfast.
0: i writing down Department of DIY, like, like it's going to be online. Is, it, is, that, is that findable <laughs> online? No, yeah, I'm I just... I don't uh, think so, but you know what? Sometimes it
7: starts like that and it yeah. just keep going. Um, the, the other thing is uh, we also saw that Donnie... He came out and supported the Feel My Legs. And everybody always thinks the Feel My Legs is just some sort of event for jocks and stuff, but it really does join the community. All these little spirited events where they're almost like a, a test of stamina and stuff. And I'm sure if we ever get to that crux where it is cars against, or cars versus, like in some bread and circuses of uh, a bad sort of, what what is it, uh, uh, gifting, similar to how Star Trek used to do, like what if a whole society, Rome still lived, that kind of thing. What if a whole society, the car, was still embraced, and it's the 20th century, you know. I mean, you can look and look and, and sort of, in a world you didn't create, you know. And what it finally comes down to is if, if indeed we want our own survival, these scenarios aren't too far off, but the one I like to believe is that we wake up, and realize that sometimes, like the cycle girls say, it's just one little trip. Just don't take the car. Enjoy the landscape. Enjoy what's left of it before it becomes the vast wasteland of development and somebody's idea of utopia is uh, is another strip mall or widening the lane to get more t- trucks to move. I tried, and this is just a personal examination, I tried to do an interview on Figueroa near here the other day and it was so noisy, just from all the traffic—normal traffic, normal car traffic—that it, it it was just unusable in some parts. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's it's not a us against them, and I think that that's what everybody thinks it is. I think it's an us, and who are we going to recruit next? That's going to really say that, hey, this is fun. Hey, I really like we're riding this bike. And you know what? The more I write it, the more I'm benefiting from it. Not just on a physical level, but maybe on an emotional, spiritual, and social level. I'm able to interact with people a little bit better, interact with my community, and it's not just a you know a, a two corridor to get from one freeway or a bypass to another. It's actually a community again. It might actually have a name other than oh yeah, some sort of note on a on a car or some planning thing for D.O.T. So anyway, that's where that's yeah. I'm going. I, I know well, that you've mentioned hopefully the uh, the big show on, su- on sustainability that the kids from Santee High are doing this afternoon or this evening, right?
0: Well, I, I didn't because I didn't think it was really bike-oriented. Oh, specifically. God, well, it not not how God, it is you bike-oriented? You're right, it is. I,
7: you know, that's, that's the other thing. This, this Tuesday, in lieu of Earth Day, PBS has been running all these shows, and they, they did this one about the mayor. The mayor, the governor, you know, Schwarzenegger. You know, he's blowing up everything. And and, and then they show that, yeah, he's, he's saying that we got to reduce our carbon footprint. we got to get cars. They're the big deal. Thirty percent of cleaning up the air is this and everything. And he, and he keeps going on. And I, I was really looking for just a little bit of, like, okay, he's got zero-emission vehicles. He's got electric vehicles. He's got all these things. And there wasn't one mention of bike. And then it, it seems like... People forgot. Even on Earth Day, it was like they were embracing. Like, yeah, you can get this new, you know, uh, uh, electric motorcycle that has has all these features and it's like a real motorcycle and all this stuff, and it costs 10 grand. But with all the the rebates and everything, it's only going to cost seven grand. And I'm thinking, are these people like immune to the fact, or are they are they just sort of blind to the fact that people aren't working right now, <laughs> that people don't have like seven. You know, he it says it'll work out. So it's it's a penny a mile and all this stuff. Are they are they really sort of cued in that nobody's buying anything right now? It's just kind of whatever. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe maybe it's great that we can embrace it.
1: Hey, taking that, I I wanted to comment on that. I mean, because it, I kind of like been noticing that um, myself as far as like you know this whole uh, uh, renewable energy or or whatever um, this um, you know green movement is like you you, i'm what i'm noticing is that there really is no kind of like okay we need to be more humble with our you know um whatever resources and not drive as much or this and that but really it just seems like everybody's jumping on a wagon to create this new product of like electrical cars or hybrid cars or whatever you know and it's not really like they're not really you know they throw out there, it's like you know cleaner air and things like that things that'll make it's it's
7: kind of like um, life I'm, life I'm life remembering life. that whole Iggy Pop song like you're looking for the joke with a microscope it's like they're missing sight of the 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 uh, the, the trees because there's a forest in front of them it's like guys you know it's, it's sometimes little steps local. Um, uh, trying to, you know, niches, embracing uh, small businesses and, and what have you is a, li- a little bit better than, you know, just shelling all your money towards this. I love the fact that things like GM thought they were making, I mean, they're, they're ready to pay off their loans. I mean, on a, on, if you want to look at the multinational kind of thing, and is it because of the LA market? Is it because people are going out there buying GM cars? You know, the, their Volt hasn't even come out, and they're yeah. going, Yeah, we paid off. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking forward so to all this stuff. And it's work, like, man. yeah, I'm not I'm not out to go buy a new car and just face the same problems of, like, debt and rerouting my whole payment towards their version of what, let's just say, um, what's the word, you, the word you, for it?
1: You know, talking about GM and all that, like, I used to, I often think, I think about it as, like, what how many countries is there in this uh, in this planet earth out here that every year you get well well how many Companies we have Nissan, Toyota, blah, blah 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 blah. But every year they come out with a new model, yeah. a brand new car, every yeah. single fucking year. Like yeah. that to me is a trip. That's yeah. a lot of metal, a lot of work. Oh yeah, uh, yeah.
7: Year, it's a thousands machine.
5: Thousands and thousands of cars. It's,
7: it's a machine, and you know, not not to discredit the fact that there there are new models of bicycles out there, there are new models of things. But it's like, it's funny because their community, and I've talked to um, other people in the community about like sexy and stuff. We, we just kind of wonder how well bikes were made. I mean, I've seen bike failure on, on a detrimental level in a couple of rides, but I've also seen just the opposite, that just, you know, one out of how many? I mean, was that bike built on a, a Thursday or a Friday when they wanted to get out of out of Dodge fast or something? It, I really haven't seen that. There's, there's still a, a level of quality in all these things, but it, it kind of rests on the fact that, it's not buying into this thing it's like hey there's there's a certain level of like okay this this is how we could elevate everybody to the next level and i think that's that's what you're seeing in this in this movement and stuff perhaps at some base root kind of brute and i I say brute like like you can meet this person at one level it is like yeah us against them but i like to believe it's 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 like after you get on a ride after you see what we have to offer it's it's like you, you're gonna get these people to come over and and you know i hear this argument all the time it's like oh sweaty guys in spandex oh whatever i don't know i think it's sometimes it's, it's pretty girls on a tweed ride uh sometimes it's it's uh, just the opposite it's it's low people at the back of a of a critical mass. I mean, you, you tend to have that conversation with somebody that you'd never have if you were in a car or, or a box, a little coffinette of, of, of traffic or something. And and you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to get into my little coffinette of traffic tomorrow morning because it's going to be five in the morning. To go, and, and I'm telling you my agenda, is to host a, a good cause for the Kiwanis, is, is that really something that you know, oh, is it is, is the cause sort of beneficial for the fact that they're going to raise money trying to be at a car show? It's like great, you know, cars, they've got them in museums. They have their own museum, but I'd like to believe at some point there'll be a an alternative energy museum, too, just like there's an alternative energy expo. But it's not so much the ones that are just sitting there that you can look at, that you can sort of ooh and ah, or the Bianchi that everybody sort of, you know, secretly goes home and sort of has that nerd boner over it's, yeah. it's a little I mean, bit different it's the, a little bit like thing, the it's, it's the bike you use every day it's how how am I getting you know across town and you know I bought my girlfriend's bike to get over here to get my other bike I mean I, that that seems kind of silly but it's like hey that's, that's a viable way to get around and then who knows I may jump on public transportation because am I winded no but I've got so much to do sometimes maybe paying that extra dollar is going to help me out you know and it's like whose machine am I feeding with my $1, you know, they get... Well,
1: I mean, think about... I, you know, sometimes I think about, like, uh, I mean, it, it, like the pilgrimage or something, you know. And yeah. you, you're not going to go and, um, you know, put all your horses onto the carriage to just, you know, go around the block or something yeah. or go well, to the next village. You know, you're just going to take your, your one your one horse. And in this modern day, it's it's an iron horse, you know. Yeah. And, and... Um,
2: well, you, I mean, it's that's it's even hard. a bicycle it's, it's, brand too.
1: It's, it's I mean, there's there's dog. the
7: Iron Horse bicycle brand out there that's trying to brand the same kind of thing. I think it's funny because part of it goes back to to that, and the other part goes back to to like the Old West. Uh, you know, the Iron Horse that sort of opened up the territory, that opened up the the uh, the new world and stuff. But on on a brighter note, um, as I call in and be your man around town, uh, last night I went to. Uh, got to meet with people that had done art cycle. they were doing an art movement, and just as important, and this is why I, I think it's really important that we embrace our community, if only to be a well-rounded kind of individual, just like I think we should embrace some of our schools and science programs, too. I mean, where are they going to come from? Where are we going to get another genius just to show up and do it? No, everybody has to be educated. You know, geniuses don't work in a vacuum. They work with everyone. And and I'd like to believe we can all be some geniuses in there, if only the elegance of how we embrace our world, how we sort of look at it and say, hey, this, this isn't just a place that's sooty and dirty and everything. It's a destination. People are coming here already for, for Hollywood. Let's just expand that a little bit and make it habitable for the inhabitants that are doing this. And um, the other part of it is it was Earth. Earth Day last week, and, and some of the smaller things. I, I went to uh, down to the Normandy Elementary School, and they had a brilliant kind of thing. And today, up in, uh, at uh, another studio here in Highland Park, on off of uh, Avenue 57, uh, 2040 South uh, Avenue 57, the La Tierra, de la, and you have to excuse my stances, de la Colabra. Uh, Colabra they're doing a big all-day celebration, free admission, and it's, I think it's the smaller one, the little peaceful warrior children. In fact, that's a performer. They're coming out of the woodwork to, uh, with free food and local vendors and stuff. So those are the kind of things that maybe your dollars should go to instead of like, and and you know, you can argue that, yeah, we, we have to bail out GM. We have to bail out these things. But I like to think on a, on a personal level, I like to bail out my neighbor. I like to bail out the guys that are up here that I'm going to have more fun and, and it's funny because I always meet the same five or six names, you know, Bizard up here, you know, uh, Potter on a Ride coming home that, that volunteers over at the bike oven, uh, you yourself that I always see at these events down a tow, you know, sloshing, sloshing some incredible food, or, or uh, uh, Nick, who always seems to be in the middle of all these things, and he goes, oh, I really shouldn't mention it. I, you know, it just seems like I'm sort of being a, a, a little more, you know, Branded or modest or something. You should actually tell us about about that thing. Maybe get windy on the phone or something. But um, I'm going to be down for the for the art thing at 10 tonight. It sounds like fun. In fact, I got to go. Th- this is great. It's like the it, the 11th hour was last night, and now I'm into like 11:30, and I'm still pulling and doing interviews and stuff. But I'll I'll have a video piece there tonight, and a and a video thing, and we'll have some some artwork. Uh, from our permanent collection I love saying that like we're a museum from our permanent collection here at the bike oven in our art wall we're going to have something down there too so um, come down to tow tonight uh, and, and see what the, the kids are debating about or, or something I'm going to give them a couple things to debate about yeah, but cool. uh, there there you go and, and like I said tomorrow I'm doing koanas over at uh, Johnny Carson Park if you want to stop by and, and uh, help help the kids out just forget that they're. <laughs> it's all uh old cars and stuff. That, it, see, that's the other thing. There's there's, there's that reverence about, and and bike people do it too, and I think I touched on it, that, you know, it's, it's it's the bike you ride. It's the car you use every day. That's, that's this one thing, and uh, you can elevate it into art and stuff, but i like to believe that it's still transportation. It's at its core, it's still two wheels that are getting you somewhere, and uh, sometimes it's two wheels. Sometimes it's uh, Metro. Sometimes it's, you know, maybe the future we should be looking at, you know, things like that, that flying true. car they always promised us. Or, you know, we need that math math training to get to that flying car. We need that background to get to the, the next, uh, you know, monorail or something. Because I really don't think that having a lobby and doing it politically is, is the only way to get stuff done in this town. Sometimes somebody just have to grab it by the horns and say, I'm riding my bike cross town. Fuck you guys. I'm not part of anybody's radar i'm not i'm not making a glitch on anybody's like thing. i'm just gonna gonna do it all on my own but uh sometimes you have to talk to your friend too yeah. anyway man that's that's about it for me i think i'm out and i i, I think you guys are getting into conversations that that are transcending just the bike movement they're getting into things like what, what is the, the political agenda of some of these people out there that are taking your money all the time and they're not producing anything? What, what about that bike plan that's not being produced? I mean, you could harp and harp about that, but at some stage like, it, it comes down to DIY. So I've ranted, I've raved. Yep. I'm sounding about as good as some of the the other programs on, on uh, Kill Radio, but uh, hey, that sounds like it is okay.
0: Well, all right, are you bringing your projector? <laughs> no,
7: I'm just bringing a a, a deck because I don't, I don't want it to obstruct. I think I'm going to bring a, a a small, you know, monitor and a, a little. We have, we have something to show too. What? We have something to show too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. All right. Thanks, that's how life is I'll bring the DVD and a in a tube. They're throwing them out. That's the other thing. Have you noticed the plethora of big screen TVs all over town? What's going on? <laughs> that that whole industry, I, I guarantee people aren't getting upgrading. They're just getting rid of them. So I'm gonna upgrade a little, maybe get rid of it. Who knows? All right, peace out. Huh?
0: Thanks. That was Chicken Leather, and he's a Kill rated DJ. You know Chicken Leather, bro?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a great person. Man. He's he's uh, full of energy. He's a, he's ubiquitous Amazing. too. He's what?
0: He's ubiquitous. He's at he's every event. He's I I was at Earth Day and he was he had, was in a um, pedicab,
1: uh-huh.
0: taking kids around.
1: Uh-huh. And the
0: second I got there, he uh, gave it to me, and I had to start driving kids around uh, <laughs> in circles. <laughs> and then they were loving it so much. They I, like I, they, there were kids- There was a line of kids waiting.
1: Wow, right on. It
0: was pretty cool. Totally didn't expect it. <laughs> Okay. And we have the thing tonight is a thing we started for my school, Santee High School, where I teach English at. well, I might be just dis- displaced now because of moving to a traditional schedule. I might have to go to a different school, but I have until now taught English at Santee, and we have this debate team that I coach, and we 're doing service learning projects for climate change, and what we 're doing this weekend is a an art contest for students and other artists to envision the sustainable future like the world if it's if it were sustainable what would it look like and what we're going to do is we're going to take the art show around town by bikes to different schools
1: cool can you th- define yeah. to me um, what do we mean by uh, sustainable A sustainable future what
0: well sustainable means that it can keep going it's not finite it's not going to run out like oil you know or like our Um, atmosphere or like our environment, you know, like, it's not going to... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Just a second. Can I get back to you on
5: that? Yeah, definitely.
0: Hello. uh, Bike Talk.
5: Hey, Bike Talk. It's Wendy Wendy. from Art Talk.
0: Yeah, this is Wendy from Art Talk and also the Sustainable Art Show from Tonight. Yes.
5: Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a really cool happening. Um, I talked to Tiger and we have probably, literally, about 100 student works that will be on display at Tow Gallery, and the art exhibit is a special exhibit um, featuring, but mainly student work, but also the work of some LA-based artists. And it's called "A Vision of Sustainable Future," and it would be what sort of visions and, and representations of what our world will look like if we manage to either control or prevent the or reverse the uh, debilitating effects of climate change. And so it's going to be pretty cool. And do you need to know where it is? no I know, no I know but you can
0: you can tell us
7: Yeah, no, 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 well, okay,
0: Wendy, Wendy, Actually I think that it's supposed to be by invite only now that the landlord has stepped in. They, I, what I'm saying is it's officially by invite only so if we put it out on the on the air we might be Well, I'm sorry. I mean I realize that we're inviting a lot of people but I was told that we can't just say the address and it's going on KPFK so if we say the address it'll be like
5: well, then call into uh-huh. Bike Talk and figure out where it is. Yes. Call me <laughs> it's at Toast Base. Yeah, two one three two five two zero nine nine eight. So awesome. So but um and tell us what this has to do with bikes. What does it have to do with bikes? Well yeah. bikes are an integral part of a sustainable future, as you know, Nicholas.
0: <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> we're gonna be taking it around town after this by bikes. Awesome. Great.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: So So it should be fun.
5: Everyone should come down. It's it's from six to ten, and I think there's going to be some of the high school students may actually be putting on some some food, some uh, some culinary delights as well, and we'll probably have some some beverages as well. So people should come down and check out the show. We have actually I've got um, Andre Mirofolski, who is a brewery artist, and he's going to be he's agreed to be the, the special guest judge of the exhibit. In fact, I was just now putting together the list of all the works, and it turned out there were a huge amount. Um, and I hope, Nick, that you're going to come down um, about there about 1 o'clock and help me set up. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Damn. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks a lot. Sure, we'll see
0: bye.
1: you soon. Bye. Cool. Wow. There's a lot going on. Huh? So there's a lot going on.
0: So you know what sustainable is, right? I was just trying to define um, it.
1: But. Yeah. but uh, Well, you know, I didn't, like in the bi- on the scope, you were talking about it like, worldwide or, or, you know, in the, in the world in general. Um, I was not familiar with that. I know that it's been coming up. I mean, for me, sustainable is is something where, you know, we bring it back to the roots. We bring it back to the grassroots, bring it back to the community, bring it back to, you know, um, knowing each other as neighbors, as, as you know, mom-and-pop shops, you know, getting rid of all this corporate shit that, like, really doesn't – give anything to the community, you know. Um how many of these corporate companies like give anything back to the community to advocate for, you know, um bicycle lanes for, you know, all these the you know things that are that are happening in, within communities. Um so I mean to me that is sustainable. Sustainable is just bringing it back to to the people um and 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 making our own uh sustainability not having to worry about Oh what are we going to do? I'm unemployed. Uh, my unemployment is going to end. You know, I oh I hope they, you know, the government extends my unemployment. Like, you know, the, these are the kind of things that we have to look forward to right now. Um and, and I mean, it's not just as in right now, but as in, like, I'm alive right now. But this is a, a story that's been told many, many, many times, you know. And, and um, fortunately, you know, we just, you know, we need to bring it back and live like the Amish or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that to me is, uh, is how I see sustainability is, you know, you can't really... We can encourage people of how great a bike is but just the same there's gonna be that talk of like oh my car is this great because you know whatever you know what i mean and yeah. and, and that's it that's it's all it's unfortunate but whatever the case may be is just in the sense of like once they lose their job once they don't have their money to pay for their car insurance or once they keep getting in car accidents or parking tickets because there's no place to park or Whatever, you know, all these different things about having a, a a vehicle of that sort, you know, they may find themselves on the bus or on the car, I mean on the bike, you know, or walking even, um, because they don't know the schedules to the bus in the metro or you know, or anything like that, or don't have the confidence to, to be on their bike. I think that's one of the one of the issues maybe that, that we may as a as a bike enthusiasts you know, that, that that we're having to deal with. Maybe there wouldn't be that many more cyclists if they didn't feel so, like, you know, afraid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's one of the big issues, especially in L.A. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of safe biking that you can do here.
1: No, I personally, I mean, I'm a pretty good uh, cyclist. You know, I I, I ride. Uh, I, uh, sometimes I've I've pushed my luck, you know, just exciting myself i push you know i tend to ride on the edge sometimes but um personally like i you rarely rarely would see me riding down a street like vermont mm-hmm. I, you would not see me riding the street in vermont if you saw me on vermont i'd probably just be crossing the street i i mm-hmm. you know i make my own bike lanes i i look for you know i i do the, the back streets man and i just kind of stay there i know that they're a bit slower but oh man I, i'm safe i don't have to worry about getting hit you know i did crash already once it was a funny yeah. story yeah i was living in uh, south central and going to school out here in lacc mm-hmm. and i had my uh, i had a, a basket in the on the front of my bike and a big orange bag you know and i had my books in there it's pretty heavy i'm riding down i'm going down this hill and this person decides you know this driver decides you know they're going to go into their driveway and um you know they're not on their way home or whatever i don't know but then hesitates now it starts slowing down it he- you know when it hesitated i thought that was my signal of saying you know go ahead i'll mm-hmm. go after you so then i started pedaling to keep going and uh, there i go and then the dude starts going in again into his driveway so then he hesitates again. By this time when he hesitates, mm-hmm. he's like right in the middle of my path. I know, like, like right there. I'm like, what is this guy doing? So I had just finished adjusting my brakes. My front brake was tighter than my rear brake. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I hit the brakes and I go flying over my bike and onto this guy's hood of the <laughs> car. Like on my back, like I oh. somersaulted in the air or whatever. And I'm on my back and I roll off his car and I'm like, What the hell? you know, started like kinda of yelling at him a little bit and, and, and then the dude just drove off. I'm like
0: Wow Yeah,
1: I just got a hit and run. But then I I picked up my bike and my bike was fine. My bike did not touch his car. Yeah. It was just the brakes and the fact that I had all my books in the front that uh-huh. my bike just like went forward right. and threw me off. Right. So it was It was kind of a nice flight, though, when I think about it. Like, nothing hurt. I didn't get bruised up. You had a nice flight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's as bad as it's gotten for me. Do you Um, wear a helmet? Thankfully here. Um, You know, I would hate to say I don't, Mm. but I don't. Is that that just
0: something you notice about yourself, or did you decide I'm not going to wear a helmet?
1: No, it's... um, there's an irony behind it. I kind of feel like... I am tend to be a bit of a... What do they call that? Superstitious? Yes. And um, for some reason or another, I feel if I wear my helmet, I'm bound to get hit now. <laughs> so it's strictly psychological. I encourage people to wear their helmets. Um, I have one, but I, I, I don't wear it. I what? should... Maybe it's
0: true for you. Maybe if you did wear well, helmet, you would get it. <laughs> but, uh,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I I hope not. But um, I I do need to get into the practice of it, especially around you know the the, the young writers out there and stuff. I don't want to encourage them in not wearing um You know, there's there's safe gear. Keeping, you know, you got to keep the, the dome safe, and, uh, and I don't want to. Yeah, I remember I wonder what, being yeah. young, I pushed the issue, you know, even now I push the issue. And just in the sense of just, you know, for adrenaline rush and you know, it's not, I should put my gear on, bro. make sure my mm-hmm. brakes work correctly, everything else.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what Andy like of Good Samaritan Hospital would say.
1: Oh, I'm sure he'd say... Yeah, we don't let anybody <laughs> ride without one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure he advocates for, for uh, wearing the helmet.
0: Like kids, you know, they don't usually want to wear helmets. Like young people, like the fixie yeah, riders. It's
1: not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. Yeah. No. yeah, I don't know. Maybe designers need to...
0: Yeah, make a cool helmet.
1: Make a cool helmet. I don't know how they're going to do that. Or it's a helmet possible. that does
0: something besides just sit there. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know what you know it one do. one that I, that I did see that w- that I thought was pretty cool was um which it's it 's not like your you know regular helmet or whatever bike helmet but um this this, uh, this youngster too he had a baseball um uh, hard hat like to play baseball uh-huh. he had one of those, and i don 't know where he got it done, but he got it done, he put a strap, put on, a strap. on the sides huh. there so it stays on. That's what he was sporting. Looked pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, I can't think it
0: funny. would look cool, but I wonder if it's actually functional as a helmet. I mean, because you need all that.
1: Well, baseball goes pretty fast. In there. But still, as far it's as it's a, a different problem, kind of
0: impact, though I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But I don't know. I mean, if it looks cool, that's that's actually really important. I mean, yeah. for getting people to wear it.
1: I mean, to tell you the truth, too. I mean, even though it's a different impact or whatnot, I often question the bike helmet because it just looks like styrofoam in there like how <laughs> absorbent is it to the to to an impact of that of that degree
0: well i'm i'm sure that like that they thought about it
1: i think they did a dummy test <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i'm sure they put some tomatoes in there and <laughs> checked out to see if they were bruised
1: <laughs> uh, i'd like to point. see one <laughs> don't tell me like, no but I'd hate to see them ruin it. you know there's something else I wanted to mention about chicken leather when we was talking about the uh, the bikes and stuff uh-huh. and you know and the, the new models every year new models new models and I know that there's new models in bikes too it's just as as um, I don't know what to call it um, you know they just it's just it's the thing it's what we're used to making new models every year well not but I mean the level of, you know, psych bicycles, like, the you know, the amount of metal you use, the different mechanics, it's not as destructive or doesn't, you know, take as much as it would to build a car. But I, m- what I wanted to point out was what I have to make, like, I like nice things. I think most of us like nice things. I mm-hmm. have to be so fucking much money, man. Like, I've seen bikes out there for, like, just as much as a car. Yeah well is it the brand is it the is it you buy you paying the name or is it actually like no i mean i think the technology involved
0: in making those the, high-tech parts and everything is really expensive that makes sense but do you need a bike like that
1: no because i don't really i don't do marathon or wait it's not marathons right when you're on a bike racing <laughs> are they called marathon no marathons are runners, oh. runners
0: right what are they call? Centuries? I don't know. What do they call?
1: Oh, maybe centuries. Centuries sounds good. Bike, bike marathon. Bike marathon.
0: Oh.
1: But I, I want a track bike, man. I wanna, I want yeah. to fucking race on the velodrome. Yeah. I want to go on the velodrome. I and I don't know. I want to go on the velodrome. I've heard stories of you know that it can get pretty edgy too, like when you know the um depending on the race depending on the racers um like it can get a bit aggressive also kind of like bike polo you know it can get aggressive in the sense of Mm -hmm. um kind of pushing each other or shoving each other a little bit or you know pushing the issue of like i'm gonna cut you off kind of i'm kind of silly like that sometimes I, i like to be competitive at times but you know within reason within competitors all knowingly yeah. like this is all fun. well know?
0: do you ever get this Anywhere thing where like areas. i was riding and some guy passed me and then i passed him and then he passed me and then it was just it was on <laughs> it was a race and then we were like in the uh you know we were in a pretty busy street and we were doing some oh. kind of crazy stuff
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and it was pretty ridiculous yeah but um you ever do that
1: um just in the street i have uh not with uh not with other people um usually myself i have been uh, people have invited me to the, the race but because of that knowing myself like i don't want to hurt myself <laughs> i don't i don't have my mom and dad to take care of me anymore if i right. get hurt So I I that's why I'm like really want to go on the velodrome because the velodrome I know where I'm at I don't have to worry about a car running my ass over or anything like that but I um you know it's definitely an adrenaline rush in those types of races I'm like I can you know it's like froggy man like you just gotta zigzag through the cars and things like that.
0: Um, New York is pretty crazy like that I bike messengered for a couple you know a f- like a couple weeks on and off over a few months and um the messengering you ever do that?
1: I uh, did it for a minute. Yeah. yeah, Not very long unfortunately but yeah, that was pretty cool. The
0: the like the uh, the ethic of messengering is is a lot of it's about con- you know getting in between the cars and getting kind of
1: getting to your destination at a yeah. certain period of time yeah yeah definitely. I was doing it out in uh in portland oregon and um yeah it was it was it was fun man i really i enjoyed it um but um i didn't unfortunately it didn't last now those those uh those kind of uh jobs like you know everybody wants one, so it's kind of hard to get in sometimes too mm. but um I mean, most cyclists want one. People that really, really, really love their bikes. I mean, what what better job, right? Ride your bike and get paid for it. Like, fuck yeah! It's...
0: So, you think it's hard to get a messenger
1: job? Um, well, I think it's it's definitely not easy. Um, maybe consistency will pay off as far as like keeping in, you know keeping a, a steady face amongst the mm-hmm. the the people that offer those jobs, the companies that offer those jobs. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, you know, oftentimes you find yourself having to compete with the people that already have those jobs and their friends and blah, 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 and and yeah. yeah, So it becomes difficult.
0: Well, we're waiting for a call from Dan from 88 Bikes. It's a, it's a, org, a nonprofit org that gives bikes to people in developing countries who otherwise can't afford transportation. So, I was thinking maybe we could take a musical break. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that sounds great, man. All
0: right. Let's play a Giant Bicycle <laughs> by Tom Rosenthal. The
3: following is a dream that I had. Imagine a bike, a really big bicycle, sort of like a penny farthing, uh, as tall as a house or perhaps like a small tree, and then imagine Richard, like Richard and Judy, standing on, on Judy's head, and then on top of Richard's head, Prince Philip stood, and then on top of Prince Philip's head, there's a sort of young giraffe standing, it was about as tall as that. Then imagine a double-decker bus and being on the top deck and going right to the front, where. You can only see the road and you can't see what's behind you, you just see the road disappearing in front of you. That's, that's the view that I had. So I could see everything really clearly. And it was a time when people ruled the streets like, like they did, say, 100 years ago. And there, there weren't many cars and the, the street was like the place to be. And I was wobbling from side to side on this bike, sort of like a tightrope walker with really bad balance. And I was getting stressed about the possibility of falling off and hurting myself. And all this time I was stressing, I knew that there was someone ahead of me that I was supposed to be following. You know, like when you're on a holiday and, and one person knows the way to somewhere and you've just followed them. But, you know, I was on my giant bicycle and I just couldn't see this person I was following. But yet I still knew where I was going. I was still following them in some way, which is very bizarre. And I passed some amazing places on my travels. And. One of them was when I stopped to watch Madonna concert and I, I really don't know why I stopped I don't even like Madonna that much and for some reason I was very keen to get to the front. but of course this proved very tricky on my giant bicycle and then out of the boo the whole crowd just left me alone and I, I didn't know what was going on so I, I went closer to watch Madonna to, to go up to and suddenly Madonna and the whole stage just disappeared and it, it just became this one door, this one blue door, and I opened it, as you would, and I really don't know how I got the bicycle through the door, who cares, it's a dream, and on the other side of the door was the sea, and it was a really clear blue sea, and it was just completely calm, and for some reason I didn't look at the sea, my eyes were drawn towards the clouds, and the clouds were arranged in a formation that seemed to spell a word, and I vividly recall the first three letters, which are L-O-O. And there seemed to be one more letter, but I couldn't quite work out what that was. And I think it might have been a K, which would have spelt look. But then again, it might have been an N, which would have spelt loo, which would make maybe more sense. I don't think I'll ever know for sure. Anyway, I suddenly felt compelled to ride into the sea, and in normal circumstances this would have been highly unwise, seeing that I was on a giant bicycle. But I remember entering, entering the sea with a sort of real purpose, and as soon as I got into the sea, the bicycle became this sort of capsule that sort of flew through the water. You know how when dolphins swim really fast, they dip in and out, dip in and out of the water? Well, that's what it was sort of like. It was like being on the back of a dolphin. And and although we were going really, really, really fast, there was no thought of danger. I was just having a really lovely time. And as I was going through the sea, there were these two other people there next to me. One of them was Max from Neighbours. I don't know if you watched Neighbours, but he's, he's Steph's husband, you know, the one that went a bit mental. And then the other one was one of these figures that only appear in dreams. They just don't seem to have a face. They just have a presence. And we quickly reached the shore, and then all of a sudden I was back on the giant bicycle again. The companions were long gone, and I was going along a road, and a completely empty long road, and I had an overwhelming feeling that I was in the south of France, because they were just field upon a field of these really tall sunflowers and I had this sensation of being liberated but yet at the same time I was still following this something or someone and I rode alone for what seemed to be quite a while until I was joined by this horde of cyclists and they were all wearing very tight lycra outfits and suddenly I realised I was part of a race and I reckon it might have been the Tour de France and of course I had this massive advantage because They all had regular sized bikes and I had this giant one and I recall glancing down and seeing this cyclist look very tired and for some strange reason the cyclists were in a sort of cartoon form. If you've ever watched Belleville Rendezvous you'll sort of know what I mean and they were pedalling furiously and seeing them get competitive I started getting competitive and I started pedalling faster and faster. And it's a bit like that scene from uh, E.T you know at the end when they're all on their bikes and except there's just no alien and no spaceship, there's lots of fields of sunflowers. And I... A- Bike Talk. Hey, this is Dan. Hey, Dan, you're on the air. How are you
0: doing? I'm good. Really good. Well, you've got this uh, organization called 88 Bikes.
8: And uh, I'd like you to tell us about it. Sure. Uh, 88 Bikes endows uh, villages, ashrams, orphanages, centers, schools... Uh, in the developing world, with uh, with bikes for all the kids, we we select locations that are rural, uh, typically where the kids have been through you know a lot. They're usually orphans or been rescued from child labor, child slavery, stuff like that. And uh, we connect them one to one with uh, donors here in the states or Europe or elsewhere. Uh, so one person sponsors one bike for one child. Uh, we bring them bikes. We set up workshops, apprenticeships. Um, we give each child a picture of their sponsor when we give them the bike. Uh, so of that sense of connection with somebody across the world that cared about them enough to give them a bike. On the flip side of the, uh, the picture is that world map, uh, where we show where the child lives, whether it's Peru or Uganda or Vietnam, and where their, where their sponsor lives. And, they, and the kids love that. They love to get this sense of connection with somebody, especially across the world.
0: Mm. And how, how much does it cost to donate a bike?
8: Each bike is 88 bucks, which is about what it costs to buy a, uh, single speed, steel framed, uh, utilitarian kind of bike in uh, most of these uh, most of these countries around the world. And
0: where do you buy them?
8: We buy them locally. We we're looking we're, we're, we're working to uh to work with local vendors uh set up in different countries, especially, you know, uh uh bike manufacturers that have uh uh that are starting to do the bamboo bikes. Uh there's a, there's a terrific uh manufacturer in Zambia that's doing some some terrific work with uh uh with some really rugged steel frame bikes. Uh we buy the best bikes we can. Um Sometimes we buy them from the bike uh, shops there in the the area. We we try to buy bikes that are common to the region so they're not the targets of theft, and we always buy the best possible bikes. We don't don't bring the bikes in because of parts issues. Um, If you you import a bike, A, it's a target of theft because it usually looks different, Um, and if something breaks, it's very difficult to get to replace the parts. So we we source the bikes internally.
0: So how did you get started?
8: Well, that's a a good question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A few years ago, my brother and I, we uh, went to Cambodia together, and uh, my brother's a doctor, and uh, I was working on a documentary, and we thought it'd be really fun to ride our bikes across Cambodia, and uh we uh, 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 dis- I thought it would be kind of neat at the end of the trip to give our bikes away to a couple lucky kids. So we found an orphanage. via with some friends of mine in National Geographic, and we thought that will be great. But we found out there was 88 kids at the orphanage, which, of course, meant that 86 kids are going to feel pretty left out, and we couldn't <laughs> let that happen. So we partnered with our friend Nick. You, you know Nick, of course, Nick Rouse, uh social media entrepreneur in New York. He, we launched a website and uh, started collecting one-to-one donations of individuals to get bikes for all the kids. And within four days, we had all the donations we needed, and they kept pouring in. And then three weeks later, a month later, Jared and I were in Cambodia, and uh, we visited the orphanage and uh, gave bikes to each child. And the level of happiness that was exhibited by those kids mm-hmm. was just off the charts. Yeah. It was it was unbelievable. It was just a tsunami of happiness, and we knew right then that we'd have to do this again.
0: If you could somehow contain that
8: happiness and use it to power... Uh, you know, power plants. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the, the funny thing about the happiness is that, you know, and studies have shown that, you know, a little bit of happiness in one area sort of spreads. It's kind of like this happy virus, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. even though you can't quantify the results uh, and the implications, uh, creating kind of a, a wave of happiness in one place like that affects a lot of people in, uh, in, 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 in uh, a lot of different areas. Yeah, that's great. And um, I guess it's a lot of a lot of little things that add up to, uh, to, you know, stability for a region. Well, we're trying, yeah. And, you know, it, the, the bikes, of course, uh, help the kids get to school. Um, they help them get around. Um, in some cases, they may be able to develop careers as bike mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we're most concerned about is the kids being happy. And if the kids are happy and the bike gives them that sense of autonomy and freedom and uh, happiness and, and health, of course, that all of us that enjoy our bikes here and around the world enjoy, then um, uh, you know, th- then we've succeeded.
0: So you have two brothers.
8: I have two brothers. Yeah.
0: And one's a doctor, and one's a social
8: media entrepreneur. Well, actually, actually, Nick's not my brother. Nick's a, Nick's a good friend uh, in, in New York. Jared, my uh, my brother, is a pediatrician. Oh. oh my other I actually, my other brother Mike actually works for a uh, uh, city government in Idaho. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: so, what are some some? Do you have any stories from the places you visited? You go all over the world, and uh, you must have seen a lot of things.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. We've, uh, boy, we, uh, we've, uh, we've been in Peru, of course, Cambodia. We did refugee camp in northern Uganda. That was crazy. We visited right. there during a fuel crisis. So, uh, getting to the refugee camp was a was a, a mission in and of itself. It was sort of uh-huh. ironic to do a bike project in the midst of a fuel crisis. Really? <laughs> it works out that way sometimes. And then I just got off a, uh, around the world trip, uh, two and a half months, 17 countries, 12 locations, uh, in Vietnam, Ghana, Nepal, uh, and India. And, uh, that, that was, uh, it, it, it was amazing, uh, to see how a bike affects kids, uh, positively in regions as diverse as those, uh, in Vietnam. Uh, we, uh, the first place so we, we endowed was a little teeny orphanage way out in the middle of nowhere and the kids uh heretofore had been uh getting shuttled to school on the back of the motorcycle that owned by the director of the of the of the uh, orphanage and after they got bikes obviously they were able to get to school on their own uh with their own power so that was kind of nice to see that happen uh in India one location was a uh, a uh, an ashram in Bihar the poorest state in India uh, uh where uh, survivors of sexual slavery had been uh rehabilitated so they were you know they'd been through a lot and 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 a bike was was huge for them, uh, especially when they're reintegrated and and uh, the healing process in the ashram, anyway, is completed. They can go out into the world, and and a bike will be this this uh, this this thing that'll help them to be happy and potentially make money and 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 be safe.
0: Uh, so, who are your partners? I mean, do you do you have uh, companies that sponsor you?
8: Well, you know, most of our donations come from individuals. I would say 90 plus percent. Uh, we uh, have received some corporate sponsorship uh, from Keen Footwear. Uh, they're uh, a terrific company, they do a lot of uh, great outreach, uh, they've been good to us. Um, we, we always partner with NGOs on the ground uh, that uh, have uh, long-term relationships with a, lot, with a lot of these sites, and uh, we, we partnered with uh, this Around the World Trip, this Project 4 as we call it, um, an organization um, uh, called Free the Slaves out of D.C., which uh, has endeavors throughout the world working with kids that have uh, been rescued from slavery. Uh so we work mm-hmm. with those guys we work with an organization called Touch a Life um also working uh with uh, uh emancipated children um and uh uh we worked with Andean Outreach this uh, this uh um NGO in Peru uh as well as a few others
0: And how many bikes have you given away, do you know?
8: Well, we're probably up around I mean, we're not talking gigantic numbers here. We're all volunteers and uh nobody's getting paid. Um it's it's probably about 700 at this point, but this year we're we, we're expanding exponentially. We're, we've been doing quite well, and it's it's just so heartening to see the kids happy, and, and we're trying to do as much as we can. So this year we're probably going to do around 1,000, maybe 2,000 bikes. And so if we talk okay. next year this time, the total so- figure would probably be well over 2,000.
0: And if people want to donate, they can go to 88bikes.org,
8: right? Yeah, yeah, go to 88bikes.org. You can donate any amount, Uh doesn't have to be eighty eight dollars uh, eighty eight bucks uh get you a bike and uh, we'll get your picture and get that to the child and take a picture of them holding your picture along with the new bike and then give that back to you um, so that that works out great but uh donations of any amount are totally appreciated and uh you can you can make those donations yeah. on the website totally secure uh, and tax deductible
0: my call stuff I'm here has a question for you Dad.
8: yeah
1: um, my question is has your um, organization have have you tried to work with um, um, companies that that bike manufacturers? And and if you have, what, what was the response as far as them? Uh,
8: what yeah, the we're we're what we're trying to do is work with a small scale, uh, independent uh, artisan bike manufacturers in some of these countries. For instance, for our project four, we're looking very seriously at a couple of companies in Africa that are building some. Uh, one company is building bamboo bikes, which is really intriguing, and another company is building these very rugged uh, steel-framed bikes that uh, are built to last the uh, rough African roads. Uh, so that, that's that's something we we we're trying to do as much as possible. Uh, we see uh, these small-scale sustainable bike manufacturers popping up around the world and as much as possible going forward we want to partner with them. Oh, right on.
0: All right. Well, um yeah, so you're you're going to double, not double but you're going to increase all the the you're going to more than Match all the bikes you've sold, you've given away up till now in the next year is
8: your plan. Yeah, we we we've, we've been kind of a once a year uh, foundation up till about the, a year ago. We choose a site and we go right after Christmas and endow you know two to three hundred bikes, something like that, and we we just you know it was just becoming so apparent that the bikes were having uh a good impact and and we were enjoying it so much that uh and, and receiving enough donations and things is to continue to expand and so yes this year we're going to do uh probably four more countries. Uh Mongolia is on the possibility list, uh Lesotho, Tanzania, mm. uh the Navajo Nation potentially here in uh, the desert southwest. Mm. Um and potentially somewhere in in uh Latin America, maybe Ecuador. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll do several trips. The first, I think, will kind of kick off potentially in Tanzania in June, and uh, all of these bikes will be delivered to extremely rural areas, uh, infusing these areas with bikes and then setting up hub of bike shops where we can bring in volunteers, teach bike rep- repair mechanics, even plant organic gardens. I mean, we're, we're not locked into just bikes here. We, we're locked into happiness, and we want the, the folks to be as happy as they can and to feel um uh, liberated and, and, uh, uh, autonomous with their bikes. And, excuse me for, for good. panting a little bit. I, I was racing back to get on the phone with you guys. I was on my ride, my bike ride this morning. So, <laughs> there's a gigantic hill right before I get back. Gigantic. And, uh, so I was plowing up that thing. So I'm still panting a little You're bit. You're in Utah right now. I'm in Utah, yeah. At my folks place visiting. Good, good biking up there. Yeah, it's nice. You know, there's some great canyons. Uh, uh, it's at elevation. So you, you know, the, you really, you really get into shape quick. Uh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful and springy and uh, and nice, but uh, you know I really enjoyed biking in LA. I may mentioned before when we were talking that uh, uh when I was down there I I spent about a month a year in LA uh working on various projects and uh I had a blast uh, last summer biking to and from sets um when I was out there uh, across the city from West Hollywood to uh, North North Hollywood rather to uh Pasadena. You were making some kind of uh media uh, this trip was, I was working with my friend Kurt, uh, the terrific filmmaker down there on his, uh, his features. I was, uh, uh, pitching in, helping him a little bit with that and, oh, okay. uh, had some meetings and things and working on some my own, uh, projects of my own.
0: And you can support yourself doing 88 bikes or is that a uh, sideline,
8: uh, yeah, no one, uh, we, we, don't, we don't draw a salary from 88 bikes. It's purely philanthropic. Yeah. Uh, so the, um uh, yeah, so I support, support myself essentially through writing uh, books, directing documentaries, hmm. um, miscellaneous freelance projects, uh, stuff like that. And do you have
0: a book you want to tell us about?
8: Sure, yeah. Um, let's see, the last book that I wrote is called The Road Trip Pilgrim's Guide, and it's kind of about, it's a, sort of a, a anecdotal guidebook for going on a pilgrimage. It's, um, it draws some experiences biking across America. Hmm. Um Biking down along the Gulf Coast of Mexico, another long thirty-day bike tour through Europe. Um, just kind of an anecdotal, fun little book, inspirational, aspirational, uh, for how to infuse travel with meaning. Um, the first book, uh, the uh, one prior to that, was called True Fans, and that was a memoir about biking across America. And so they're they're both sort of bike-themed uh, books.
0: So you're spreading uh, what you what you love to do uh, worldwide then.
8: Well, we're trying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, all of us who enjoy bikes can remember our first bikes and and the, the sense of freedom we had. And, and to this day, the you know, hopping on a bike is like it's uh, you know, if you're feeling down, it's therapy. If you're mm-hmm. feeling happy, it's expression of happiness. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it, it, it's a it's it's a multifaceted uh, vehicle, and um, uh, you know, it's amazing what and it can it's, do. So and it's transportation uh, it, and transportation exactly. Yeah. It's also useful. <laughs> right. As as just a side benefit exactly exactly yeah i I can't imagine getting around I've being stuck in a car all the time getting around it's uh it's just so nice to get off on your bike and just uh cruise off uh down the road um I'm a huge advocate of class one bike trails in urban environments you know trails totally separate from the roads uh getting one of those in a in a big city finding one of those well maintained in a big city where you don't have to deal with traffic it's it's just such a it's such a uh 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 it's wonderful you know find one of those guys that you can get on and just go.
0: I wonder if we have
8: one of those here in LA. You have a few. Um, you have a few. You have. Uh, uh, there's one. There's actually several. They're 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 a little bit disconnected, but there are several. Uh, there's one along the Los Angeles River that, oh, right. that cuts in and out, yeah. and that's not too bad. And then uh, there's uh, there's a few others that go down the ro- Royals. There's one from. Uh, oh boy, I think it goes to Long Beach all the way down from uh, uh, the mountains. So. Uh
0: huh. Well, um, I will. Try to get the specific name of that. Um, and uh, definitely when you're next time in you in L.A., you should come live to the studio because the phone is not
8: is not the best sound. I'd love that, yeah. I uh, may be down there in June, and, uh, yeah, it'd be great to see you guys.
0: All right, great. And listen to org
8: for your interview. Cool. Thanks,
0: Dan, and hey. uh, you're doing great work.
8: Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate having me on. And, uh you going to get a ride in today? Yeah,
0: I am. I'm going to
8: ride home from the studio at least. Super. All right. Well, enjoy.
1: Right. Be be safe. Okay. You too. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Soon. Bye. That was cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool, man. That's amazing. Man. Uh, yeah. Life life must be difficult out there. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know. You know. I, yeah. I've lived poorly. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, they're obviously like very much more impoverished out there um i could only imagine I, I don't know you know i've i've met a few uh individuals in my time that um are hunt, hunter gatherers I, I believe they identify themselves by basically it's just individuals that decide to um leave society behind and and go and live out in the in, in the w- wilderness you yeah. or whatnot. and um that's hard well, I, I I don't know, you know, it, it's definitely like anything else, you know, when people, I just think, oh, like, oh, that's a bum or whatever, you know, or that homeless person is homeless because he's a bum or this and that. I'm like, you know, because he did not want to work or something like that. And I mean, I, I got to argue that point because, I mean, whether even if you're just sitting down there spanging, you know, asking for change or you're walking around collecting cans or whatnot. And if you have a trailer, you can clear cans on your bike, too. Like, that's pretty cool. But, you know, it's all work, man. It's all work. And I'm thinking, you know, even hunter-gatherers, like, it's it's work. It's work. They have to, you know, the if you do not work in some form or way, you will go hungry and, uh, and, and, and diminish, you know. Like, there's yeah. always something that has to be done in order to, for one, to sustain themselves. But, well, uh,
0: and back to sustainability. Yeah. So but we are uh, at the end of time, at the end of our time, not the end of the of time itself. So twelve. <laughs> so thanks for coming, Avram, and uh thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe we'll come on again sometime. That was a good talk. And it. KPFK.org is where the podcast happens. This is bike talk at killradio.org. Our contact is live bike talk at gmail.
5: Round and round the town we go on our bicycles. Round and round our pebbles go, moving fast, moving slow. Up and down the hills we go, hopping, popping as we go. Riding through the worst of storms, rain and sleet and snow.
0: I ride my bicycle to work every day, and I take my bicycle...